price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome to page seven this week. There's no singing this week. There's no singing this week. We're listening this week. And we're going to listen, and we're going to keep listening, and yes, we are going to address everything that is happening right now, and we're also going to smile this episode. Yeah, we of course can't just do, you know, an episode and turn a blind on what's happening, and at the same time, this is a pop culture podcast, I know. so we will, we will not be getting into the details or trying to sit here and... <laughs> Yeah, spend an entire hour being some sort of like uh, to be some sort of guru on this situation. So it's a little bit of a weird balance. But don't worry, I will be talking about how Katie Holmes definitely had a secret entrance that allowed her to get into the Whole Foods from her apartment building. We will be talking about <laughs> this. See, this is that also, will be later in the episode. We can't let this stuff trickle to the bottom of the news feed. You know, we got to, like, <laughs> yeah, here at page yeah. seven, we can at least boost that type of story. <laughs> Keep it buoyant. That's what we're about here on page seven. But we, I, we need to discuss the fact that we support everything that is happening right now in the streets uh, of our towns in both New York and L.A., and I'm very proud of the rest of the country. This is not something that we usually discuss on this show, but we can't not talk about it right now. Uh, I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I'm very angry and it needs to be discussed. I think we can start um, by saying that Black Lives Matter and uh, that there's no equivocation around that. Black Lives Matter and people are in the streets. Um, there's a, there's uprisings across the entire country right now. It's It's incredible. It's unlike anything that it's building on everything that has been happening for years, but it's really unlike, you know, we're really living through something really important right now. Um, and yeah, we wanted to, we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that this uh, country is seeing a, a, a an, an uprising about the way that, that black people are treated at the hands of the police in this country. And so the three of us wanted to start with that and to say that black lives matter. And yes, black lives matter. And I feel like also speaking towards what's been breaking my heart over the past several years, which is the stoking of flames. Uh, actually, Taylor Swift actually used the word stoking the, the just absolute div- attempt to create this massive division between people using anger and hatred to get people to uh, choose sides, it's it just disgusts me, and I hate it. And uh, I think that's the part that I think upsets me the most. Honestly, um, I just I just don't want to live 
in a world where everyone is constantly being pitted against each other. But um, uh, I, I guess it feels silly to say I hate that the most when it's, again, it's it's also about how these people are being completely, for lack of a better word, fucked over um, aggressively at this point. So it's just not something for forever. that's really for always. open for yeah. debate but that, that, for me. That our country is built on it, right? That these are the roots of our yeah. country, that, they've, that we've never acknowledged it, uh, that we don't learn about it in school, that we pretend that we're all good. Slavery was something that happened hundreds of years ago. Move on, move on, move on. Uh, and and if I might quote our queen, Taylor Swift, uh, she, she was talking about hatred and stoking the fires, like you said, Holden, and she boldly and awesomely, as we all should, I think, used the words of white supremacy and racism. She said, you know, that she was talking about Trump, but she said stoking the fires of white supremacy and, and racism. Um, and I, I just, you know, I feel like to see a celebrity name white supremacy and racism, uh, you know, we live in like a, we grew up in the 90s. It was like the... I remember in the entrance of my elementary school, there was like a rainbow and then like a portrait of like stock photos, like a painting portrait of like stock photos of like kids of every different race. And it was just like, we're all cool and it's fine. It's a fine sentiment. Right. We, but we grew up in like colorblind times and we're not used to naming racism and we're not used to naming white supremacy Mm -hmm. and we're not used to saying like black people are being killed by the police. And so I I was very happy with Taylor Swift for doing that. Absolutely. Because it's an comfortable conversation and it's a scary thing to get into to say boldly before all of this because as well as here on page seven I try to be peace I want to stay in the middle I never want to upset anyone I believe in the power of people I believe in people I believe in the good of humanity and right now it is just shining a light into the crevices of what we all know to be true and it's time for this shit to stop so if you don't agree with us and i don't i maybe i shouldn't (laughs) say this bye i don't care You need to agree with this if you're going to keep listening to this show. There is no neutrality in the face of white supremacy and racism. There is you, there there is no, and that's why I agree with so much with what you said, Jackie. There is uh, one must pick a side, and the side has to be the Black Lives Matter. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to read. I think it's important for us. Again, we are aware we're three white people. But that doesn't mean that we are not in this fight. I wanted to read some of the words by Ben O'Keefe. He's the former senior aide to Senator Elizabeth Warren because he said this a lot more eloquently than I can ever even begin to think to say. He says, there are a few important things to think about as we're having that conversation. Don't put your burden of your sadness or your fear onto your black friends or onto black leaders that you follow. Because the truth is, it's not the job of black people to educate you or to make you comfortable. Anti-racism isn't comfortable, just like racism isn't comfortable for black people and people of color. Listen more than you speak. Do your research. Ignorance, by very definition, is a lack of knowledge. So the only way to break down ignorance and your ignorance around, and the ignorance of others is through education. It's really important to learn the history of the struggle you're putting yourself into, to learn about the systems of oppression that exist and how you're complicit in them. And then, again, remember that it's not our job to educate you. It's not hard to educate yourself. 
Instead of asking your black friends and family how they're doing, you can reach out and say, hey, I can't imagine what you're going through. I'm here if you need it. Because instead, what we often we get is this emotional outreach of I'm so sad. I've been crying all day. I'm really struggling. And it becomes this really selfish thing where it's like, wow, if you, a white person, are sad and scared, ask how a black person feels. They're going out knowing they could die as they protest the death of another. And we've just seen that again. Another black death. When we have frank conversations about black lives and the role that every white person plays in systematic oppression, it's not an insult. It's not an attack. It's a reality. And so we can ignore reality or we can face reality. Because only when we face that, only when we give ourselves permission to forgive ourselves, to look forward from this day forward, or permission to become better partners and co-conspirators in the movement, permission to educate yourself, permission to grow, that is being a good ally. We don't need you to carry the burden of your privilege. We need you to acknowledge it and to use your privilege, promote good and to fight oppression. And I feel like we're dealing with this space in which so many people are just finally starting to realize something that so many of us have known for so long. I appreciate that and I understand the pain and fear because I've been living it every day of my life. But we don't have time for you to reconcile with your emotion. This is time for you to forgive yourself, to acknowledge your complicity and to do something about it, to move on and to make good. I love it. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, there's a lot of like privilege discourse. And of course, I think it is a good time for white people to listen, to boost, to signal boost, um, you know, to step back, to not center themselves. But I love that to say that, you know, uh, I think that, you know, solidarity means, you know, a, a, a struggle together. And I love that you said, Jackie, that, you know, this is something that we, uh, you know, f- as white people, I think we can acknowledge, you know, racism is a is a harm to, to of course, it's not a harm to white people the way it is to black people, but no. that this is, a, this is wrong and that this is, we will also struggle as people who don't experience racism, that we can struggle alongside those who do. Um, and that, you know, that is, that is solidarity and that we want to fight together and let us know and please reach out let us know what we can do for you what you need us to pass along using our platform we're here for you yeah that's that's i think the trickiest thing from my perspective is like i know what i where i stand on all this stuff but it's so it's in this day and age it's so difficult to figure out the right way to voice that and the right way to speak out and 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 the wrong way, you know what I mean? And like, I mean, that's why essentially what I've tried to do, it's been kind of a minimalist approach in the sense of like, I just need to push the the lens towards these people who can actually fucking speak towards this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if it, yeah, definitely outside of, of course, like having plenty of discussions and, and having tons of friends who, who have the, the perspective and the experiences you know, I'm super outside of it. You know what I mean? Right. And I'll admit that. And so I, I feel like a complete dickhead going on social media and, and you know, getting on a on a pulpit. Right. You know what I mean? And and so I think that's been the interesting time right now where it's like, if I, and I'm sure, honestly, something should have been said a long time ago, but it finally boiled over where it's like, I can't just not, I can't just stay out of it and be like, I don't, you know, kind of essentially take the view Taylor Swift took up until she really got into it in Miss Americana, but really being like, I can't just stay out of it anymore. You can't it's just do that. It's a nervous conversation. Like you, that's also not cool. Right. That's no. not okay. There is no I want to positive, but life yeah. isn't positive. I want everybody to get along, that's and right. I don't want to upset anybody, and I don't want to say anything, you know, and I, I'm super politically stupid, 
And I'll be the first person to admit that I'm a political dumb, dumb boy because it bores me to tears a lot of times um, and and yada, yada, yada. But like when when but this sort of thing, it's different. Right. And you do actually need to say something. And this has been like a long time coming. And I tried to be fucking cool about that election. I tried to kind of do what Chappelle said we should do in his SNL monologue and say, well, it happened. Of course we didn't want this, but let's sit back and see. And it's a fucking shit show. A fucking and, and undeniably a shit show. I don't give a fuck if you, like, you can't deny it's a sh- not a shit show right now. And, and it's not just because nothing. It's not for no reason, right? Like, that we're here now four years later. Like, right. not, a, not a surprise, you know? So, so uh, yeah, so it's time to to say something and it's also time to pull up blueprints and figure out exactly how Katie Holmes managed to secretly go <laughs> through her Man, apartment all he can think and about. to a whole I food. do just want to say real quick, the places I have donated to so far, please look up the Black Visions Collective, the National Bailout, Unicorn Riot, and the People's City Council Freedom yes, Fund. Yes, yeah, yeah, These yeah. are four places that yeah, I have babe. donated to already, and if you Fuck yeah. cannot donate through money, I am trying to keep putting up things of other ways that we can donate our time and donate the resources we do have because not because most people can't do that right now and i am able to do that and that's great but it's not enough and this is going to be the beginning of a a turning point in all of our lives as it fucking should be uh jackie i'm so glad to hear you shout out those organizations especially unicorn riot who is they they live streamed the what what's been going on in Minneapolis? Just like they're an invaluable resource, um, and uh, bailout fund because um, they're locking people up in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, people got to get bailed out. And there's all sorts Awful, of incredible man. bail funds um, all over the, the. Activists have been organizing around bail funds for decades, and it's such valuable work. And right now, it's just never been more important. So if you are if you can't go because you're you know, I, I can't go because I'm watching kids. If you can't go because you're working or you're immunocompromised or you you are, you know, for whatever, there are litany of reasons that you can't put yourself out in person. Um, you know, you can you can donate to those organizations, especially bailing people out of, uh, of jail. And also, um, you know, keep in mind on your city and state budgets and call your representatives. Um, and, uh, you know, you can demand action in terms of defunding the police and uh, funding community support programs and those types of things. This has to produce change. It's time to listen. It's time to learn. It's time to grow. And it's also time to start laughing because I, now we're going to switch. Now we switch it up. And I'm just waiting for the wine to kick in so that we can start laughing again because I don't remember how to anymore, but we're going to try uh, to today. All right, guys? I picked a great week to take a few days off of drinking. I'll Interesting. Oh, Interesting. So actually, I have not been drinking through all of this. So this was when I started drinking. So <laughs> I've been sipping on my I'm sipping on my orange crush Ooh, right good now. for you. Bad Girls Club, <laughs> Sugar Bad Girls Club, more like. 
Sugar Bad Girls Club. When uh, when Jackie said she was going to read this the, that very very beautiful passage from Ben O'Keefe, I look I wasn't familiar uh, with who that was, and so I googled Ben O'Keefe, and I thought, huh, interesting that Jackie's going to read a passage from a rugby union referee from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> he currently referees at domestic Super Rugby and Test match level. O'Keefe became a professional referee for the New Zealand Rugby Union, and in he's got things to say about our country. <laughs> All right, rugby has a lot to do with this. <laughs> Worth noting, he appears to be a white man, but I was like, all right, uh, this apparently this celebrity <laughs> rugby player that I wasn't familiar with is who we're going to start with, and I think that's great. Um, but in that's reality, you know, he's quoting. a very smart and, um, may I say, very attractive man that uh, was working with Elizabeth Warren because, wow. I'm like, is that part of it? I'll kiss you for change. <laughs> and no, I don't mean pence, and I don't mean quarters. I mean real change. And and speaking of beautiful people who are uh, absolutely righteous and done with the cause, just listen to everything John Boyega is saying. Absolutely oh, 100% of John Boyega. He doesn't give a fuck. And he, he even said, what did he say, Molly? He was just like, I don't care if I have a job after this. Yeah, he said, I don't know if I'll have a career after this. But the Star uh, Wars official page said, we stand with and support you, John Boyega. Oh, in, good. In their tweet, so. We'll see. We'll see. What's the other one? Who's the man that made it? The Badman? Uh, Vader? George Lucas. George Lucas. We'll see what George Lucas <laughs> oh. has to say about the Badman. Isn't he bad? I feel like he's bad. And we'll see what Darth Vader has to say. Technically, he did come around in the end uh, in Return of the Jedi, of course, right before he passed away. But maybe his ghost Whoa, will say spoiler something. Spoiler alert. Okay. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you watched them all. No, I watched the first one. It was so boring. I didn't keep watching. <laughs> I feel like, and I know we're, we're, we are moving on to laughter, but I do feel like it's worth pointing out the um, hollowness of the uh, litany of corporations that tweet it, that wow. are tweeting about this. It, and perhaps, yes. first and foremost, I want to start with Love is Blind, <laughs> who has... Who has waited? Oh, and, and and if we all know, Love Is Blind known for their diversity. Absolutely. Oh wow. Yes, certainly, Love Is Blind. <laughs> certainly. Uh, uh, although, props to Amber, the absolute craziest bitch from Love Is Blind, uh, who um, <laughs> is in the streets in Atlanta protesting. Fuck yeah, girl! Oh, wow. I hope she's biting yeah. people. I imagine she bites in a protest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Love is Blind is weighing in, but like every, you know, Netflix is weighing in and every corporation and all of that is totally fine, right? Fine. But like, for example, the Washington Redskins was like Black Lives Matter and a Whoa. bunch of people were like, you, you you could change your name if you care about <laughs> racism, right? And so it's like one of these things where as celebrities weigh in, like there are certain celebrities that we will abs- we should absolutely spotlight, Taylor Swift, John Boyega, who are like doing the real shit. Uh, John Cusack, who was totally like attacked by the NYPD. He was atta- and but- also I will say, and I do appreciate <laughs> Cole Sprouse was arrested. And what I Yes, props to Cole Sprouse. What I like about him though is that he immediately went to his social media and he's like, guys, the media is immediately going to make this about, hurrah, look at this young celebrity doing. He's like, that's not why I'm doing this. And and just like ripped apart everything that people were writing about him of like, huzzah, he actually got arrested. He's like, no, no, no. They, he's like, yes, it wasn't fun, but that's not what this is about. This struggle has to keep going. You have to keep doing these things. And so he was trying to 
squash with the media that was like lifting him up as a white savior. He was trying to turn that around. And honestly, Cole Sprouse is the real deal. He was... He's been like consistently pretty awesome in his politics and seems to have like a strange for a celebrity has like a strangely strong um, understanding that he shouldn't center himself. Um, And, you know, it makes sense because Jughead's the only one with any fucking sense around here, Jackie. I mean, I get it. But also so um, so does Vanessa Morgan. So Vanessa Morgan, who plays Tony Topaz on CW's Riverdale, also spoke out on Twitter that said that she is tired of how black people are portrayed in media, tired of us being portrayed as thugs, dangerous, or angry, scary people, tired of us also being used as sidekicks, non-dimensional characters, to our white leads. She continued on in saying, or only used in the ads for diversity, but not actually in the show. She continued, it starts with the media. I'm not being quiet anymore. She also is very open about the fact that she makes almost half of what her co-stars make, and it's because, again, she's used in all the posters, but she's not. And we love you listen to Riverdale Roundup. I would say the one thing that we are always a thousand percent on is that we love Cheryl Blossom and we love Tony Topaz. And we're always screaming for more Tony. <laughs> it's so true. And Riverdale is one of these shows where they're like so much like Riverdale's like 50 to 75 percent better than like, you know, most of the shows that came a generation before it, like all of the shows that came a generation before it, like, uh, even many of its shows now in terms of representation, like there's so many queer characters, like there are characters of color, but it's like, uh, what is another example of like, oh, there was just some other um, show, uh, it'll come to me, but like where you watch it and you're like, oh, this show is diverse. And then you realize that like the four core characters are white. And then it's so diverse in terms of its boyfriends and girlfriends and brother and like, you know, the people like, and so I feel like that's such a a baller thing to say. And honestly, for an actor, it's gotta be scary as shit. It's scary. Like I'm clearly criticizing the show that currently employs me, you know? Yes. And it has to be very (laughs) scary. And in fact, when people tweet out again uh, towards her as well, they're like, not only are you one of the black characters on the show, but also you're a lesbian. That should be double the pay. And I think that's kind (laughs) of fun. (laughs) I mean, I feel like like now's the time to speak out, though, of course, because of the five-year time jump that's about to happen. (laughs) Really, this is the time. And and I'm I'm also going to say... Uh, I am anti five year time jump. I want to come out as uh, You're uh, not. someone you who love is five year against time jump. The time jump. <laughs> All you uh. do is love five year time jump. <laughs> rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to sixty percent on brands you love: Rag and Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But I will say not as much as I love 
Chromatica, which we weren't able to talk about last week, and now it is time. We got to talk about Lady Gaga's new album. It is, I think it's, have you guys listened to all of Chromatica yet? Yes. No, I apologize. Wow. Whoa. Oh, I have know. other things been happening in the world? Big, big. <laughs> I should, you know what? Freddie loves pop music. I should just listen to it throughout the course of the day whilst yeah. caring for the children because I've been singing uh, Call Me Maybe a lot and she will sometimes just go, maybe, like she's calling me maybe. Oh, so I should just introduce her to, I need to like. amazing expand my pop horizons and Freddie's pop horizons. Also, may I bring up, Molly, the video that you sent uh, Holden and I of Freddie and you going, everybody, and her, she going, yeah, rock your body. She goes, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to die. You made my ovaries explode, which I don't need right now. I can't be sopping up an ovary mess right now, Molly. I decided it was time to introduce uh, Backstreet's Back. And, um, you know, this is the... Some people are homeschooling their children. Um, and I'm also homeschooling my children in the history of the last BSB. 15 years of number one pop song. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Lex and I actually threw it on last night, uh, or was it two nights ago? But either way, I want to throw it out there. Really fun couple activity, get Tetris versus. Uh, we play Puyo Puyo Tetris. It's a combination of the two games. But we just love to put on some music and sit and just just fucking play Tetris oh, until fun. we hate each other. I can't. My anxiety can't handle Tetris. I can't handle the music. Well, well I, there's the thing, though. We We mute the Tetris and we just have... Good music. A really fun, like, especially pop music's the best because of the beat and everything, and you really kind of get into the rhythm of it while you're dropping blocks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we threw on Chromatica, and um, uh, that was probably my second or third listen. I have to say my standouts would probably be Free Woman. Uh, really like a lot. Really like, um, I like 911. I really like Sour Candy, the Blackpink song. That song has been in my head all week. Sour Candy. It's so good, but I also love 911 too. 911's really good. But in a weird baller move, the same day that Lady Gaga released her album, that was the same day. So I'm still not exactly, I don't really get it. So Britney Spears had a song called Mood Ring. It was on the deluxe album of her of her album Glory. So she re-released the song. That was previously only available in Japan. That's fine. But also re-released. And I was like, oh, no, it's a whole album. And then I looked at it. I was like, no, it's not an album. That's the same album. I didn't, But like with an added song onto it, but with the new album art. And so just re-released it the same day as a new album. But it's not a new album. Well, I listened to the song and I think it should actually be called Underwhelm Because it's a fucking <laughs> For another five minutes while you listen to this song. <laughs> wow. Man, we are we're dropping a lot of truths today. Emotions are running uh, high. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. Very scary. Um, it's not a very good song. I'm concerned about her mental health, though. I just want to throw that out there for anybody listening. I'm very concerned. Very much. But that so. song can go fuck itself. <laughs> And you can and you can tell her that. No, don't. I don't know if she can <laughs> handle it. Not with a tiny chair in her house. Spare, 
Spare spiral. I she'll shave her fucking uh, armpit hairs. I uh, I love watching. I mean, I don't love watching her on social media, but I I do enjoy Britney Spears' <laughs> social media presence. I love her dance videos that she puts up every day, and um, but that's because her children were taken away from her. But that's something that we will <laughs> uh, bring up whenever we do our pop history episode on Britney Spears, because oh, that's a whole thing my God. we need to unpack. It is that's very gonna upsetting. That's going to be fucking fascinating, dude. Holy shit. But, uh, but what's also fascinating is uh, my other lover, Sia, someone who I will, for I just, I'm obsessed with Sia. Everything yeah, she too. does, I, I just, I want to kiss her. On her little face, I want to pull up the wig and I want to kiss her little face. Um, and with something I didn't even realize that she recently came out and said is that she last year adopted two 18 year old men, essentially that were aging <laughs> out of the foster care system. Well, I mean, they're boys. They're not yet men. They're not quite a. Uh, they're not quite a man. Not, <laughs> not yet a puppet. A, a yeah. Boy to to bring it back to Britney Spears. <laughs> More like go to sleep (laughs) sounding song (laughs) than mood ring. I'm going to go ahead. I'm so thankful to Britney Spears, though, for giving us that language of not yet a woman, no longer a girl, because, or whatever the fuck it is, I'm getting it wrong. But it really is, there is no more oft appropriately quoted song than that, I think. Yeah, honestly. It's it's, very useful. For sure. For Except sure. with her, it's very upsetting because of everything else that was going on. But we're not going to get <laughs> into she's sort of upsetting. in an arrested development situation. You know, they say that, I forget who said this, but they were quoting someone else. They say that the year you become famous is the age you're trapped in for the rest of your life. Hello. Agree or disagree? Have Justin you watched Bieber. her interviews? Yeah. I mean, it Michael is. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yes. The year you become famous, you are stuck in that age for the rest of your life, paparazzi. I mean, look at of Britney course. Spears's artwork. <laughs> it is. I mean, she even had her first solo art show in France. I think at the beginning of this year. But you know, throwing it out there, it's a little bit like Paris Hilton. Her artwork. I mean, there's a lot of butterflies, and I'm not saying that they're not beautiful, but I'm just saying. I'm seeing. I it. don't know if she would have gotten a solo art show based on that if she wasn't Britney Spears. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I just got very scared because music started playing in my ears from one of the website and I... Oh, I thought, I thought that was just you being terrified at your own words no. and your own thoughts. No, 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 no. I, I thought that there was all of a sudden, I thought someone jumped out with a bunch of violins behind me. Um... Which now it's a very scary <laughs> prank to play on somebody. But there's all these videos of her doing art with her children, the children, yes, that were taken away from her. And um, it's gotta be uh, it's gotta be difficult for her. But that's again, a story for another day. Wait, I'll talk about Sia for a little uh, short minute, which is my only relationship to Sia is that I love the show uh, so you think you can dance. And mm. um, so you think you can dance? The next generation is the one for kids, and I know I've mentioned it too many times on the show already. But, Never too many. Um, <laughs> but Maddie Ziegler uh, was the it was the child judge on So You Think You Can Dance. The next well, because she was also on Dance Moms. Right, right. She was like a, the famous uh, child dancer for like being on the show. That's like about bad child fame and bad moms and whatnot and so yeah. her younger sister was on Dancing with the Stars Jr. Uh, but so Maddie Ziegler is like the like the um, person in all of the Sia music videos and I 
was not I knew Sia's music, but I had um, not watched her music videos, and so I watched Maddie Ziegler on um, "So You Think You Can Dance" for all this time, and was like, "All right, like she gives good feedback, but like, what's this girl's deal? Like, I know she's a professional dancer, but like, I she's you know, I I wasn't quite sure how to feel about her, and then you know, like an idiot, like a you know, way after the fact of watching her be this judge and talking about dance te- technique and stuff. I watched her uh, in the Sia music videos and I was like, man, this is so interesting and so cool and good. And like, you know, we talk all the time about how like child singing is annoying and how like child, like there's such a weird relationship to exploiting child talent and using it for like to create, to like engender just like kind of like positive feelings that are really hollow and like mm. and then you watch Sia and you watch Maddie Ziegler as a kid dance in Sia music videos and it's so interesting it's just such a creative like that Sia puts this like incredible kid dancer out but not with like creepy uh you know like that Steve Harvey little big shots show it's like it's so (laughs) how dare you bring up little big shots (laughs) (laughs) it's like so the opposite of dance moms right it's so the opposite of dance moms it's so the opposite of little big shots it's It's just like work it's not sexualizing her it's her art it's beautiful it's like oh my god a 10 year old is like giving fucking visualization to the work of this like beautiful music it's like stunning and and I was so uh like it was such a like wonderful discovery to to see that to kind of put all that together in watching Sia music videos for the first time well and that's especially the music videos and also on stage which it's so powerful to watch a tween at the time with Sia in the background singing face covered and it was just a tween alone on a stage dancing and Uh filling the entire stage with her artwork. It's so beautiful. I love it. I, I was, I want to like, I guess they still haven't released it. Her entire, I fell in love with Sia when they, her entire Coachella set was released. Um, But it was only online for like a couple days and then removed. And you can only see like one or two clips from it. But that entire show is absolutely fucking incredible. And honestly, it's Sia who I can thank for my pop renaissance that I've been having. Really? She's the numero uno, yeah. She, I got way into a Sia hole, and next thing led to next thing, and all of a sudden I'm listening to Charlie XCX and T-Swift and all that well, stuff. Well, because Sia you know was I mean? a writer for so many mm-hmm. huge pop stars, so she's been famous for a long time, but wasn't the face of her music. She was just writing songs for other people. But she's written mm-hmm. so many hits, it's nuts. And she just didn't want to ever be in the spotlight, which again is why she covers her face. But then she becomes part of the spotlight when she says things like, oh yeah, a year ago I just adopted two 18-year-olds that were aging out of the foster system so that I could um, help them get an education and be there for them as a guide. I just didn't want to be a mother of kids, which we need more people like you, Sia. Right. This Absolutely. is what we need in the world. Right. That rules so much. And like there is like such a thing about kids aging aging out of the foster system and not having any support and like for somebody with her platform to just be like oh yeah btw i adopted two kids i'm gonna help them they're old it's fine (laughs) like it's just so cool 
Also, yeah. I do love in this um, in this interview that we were reading of her. She also, a bit, I guess she's not like a big sexual person, but she did slide into Diplo's DMs. Apparently, that was the best part of the article. I, I love it. That was like so hidden, hidden in the article. It was like that's the, and again, it's why you always have to read the whole article because. The headline is great, sure, definitely is, but yeah, read this tweet from Sia to Diplo. I wrote him a text and I said, hey, listen, you're like one of five people that I'm sexually attracted to. And now that I've decided to be single for the rest of my life and I just adopted a son, I don't have time for a relationship. So if you're interested in some no-string sex, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) The best. I love it. Very open about it. Which is, again, something that I very much appreciate um, from someone that's also openly not a very sexual person. So you got to take it when you can get it when you're not feeling it. And I think that's another thing that uh, we need more people to look up to that are not that that are more asexual than they are sexual. And uh, it's great to have people open up and speak about these things to make to make young people feel like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. I don't want to feel alone. Fuck yeah. Are we all alone? (laughs) No, man. We're all together. No better time to see it than now. Than now. We're all trapped in our homes. We're not allowed to leave, sort of, except for we're all supposed to hit the streets. Fucking, I don't know what's going on anymore. The world world is over. But you know what? The world isn't over for Katie Holmes. I Uh don't think. Are we talking about a celebrity motherfucker? Motherfucker conspiracy, conspiracy theory. I think we're talking about it. Cock a doodle who? Well, this <laughs> week it's Katie Holmes. Does Katie Holmes have a secret entrance to Whole Foods? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Let's go back to the year 2012. Okay. Oh, what a wonderful year. Obama had just been reelected. Kickstarter is all the rage. And Katie Holmes had just moved into a Manhattan apartment complex called the Chelsea Mercantile Ooh. after filling the, filing the divorce papers that would formally end her marriage with Tom Cruise. So this fancy building featured a private garage Ooh. and a Whole Foods market at street level. Holmes and her six-year-old daughter, Suri, started getting spotted by the paps within the building. But here's the catch. Though the paparazzi could find Holmes inside the Whole Foods, they could never find her entering or exiting, Uh-oh. said Olfu. Does she have a secret entrance? At least not via the front entrance. The only official way to enter the building, mind you. There's only one entrance to a grocery store. There's no other one. entrances for goods to come in and <laughs> <No>! out. <laughs> She must be teleporting. She, I think it's really, it's probably teleporting. But I Teleportation guess I'll listen to A this. secret Scientology dark art that she picked up before she got <laughs> out of there. She's or she's splinched. like hiding herself in like a pallet of strawberries and going in that way. <laughs> yeah. With the baby. The baby's baby. suffocated. Yeah. It's fine. I just imagine they wake her up the next day and she's just like covered in strawberry juice. She goes, I ate until I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, Katie Holmes. Her brain is all scrambled because of the Scientology. 
So some reporters took it upon themselves to get to the bottom of this fuck show of a situation. <laughs> this is a fuck show. You know what? Never mind the global pandemic. Never mind. <laughs> the, the, never mind uh, the, the civil rights movement that's happening right now. This is the fuck show we need to be discussing. In May of 2013, yes, the whitest thing we could possibly discuss. Katie Holmes getting a secret entrance to a Whole Foods. In May of 2013, Jordan Taylor, a reporter for the New York Observer, decided to investigate this situation. Taylor wrote, We needed to know, is it a secret revolving bookshelf activated by touching a certain dome? Does she enter through a nondescript girl's bathroom a la Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets? Can Katie Holmes teleport? These (gasps) people not know about freight elevators and shit. It's a grocery store. (laughs) How dare you, Molly? It's a grocery store. How dare you, Molly? There's gotta be so many entrances to that grocery store. (laughs) Unbelievable. No, as someone that worked for an establishment in customer service, I know only one door. That's where the rats come. In and that's where the rats leave as well. <laughs> we ask a Whole Foods employee if Miss Holmes really has a private entrance to the grocery store. He laughs. He has heard the rumor before, but he says there's definitely no secret entrance for the rich and famous. Mm. There's no bat cave in here. There's only one door, mm. he said. In 2015, a reporter for Gawker, remember Gawker, guys? Oh, Named J.K. Trotter. Can you believe that it was actually Hulk Hogan that ended that website? Man, did you watch that doc? Did you ever see the Hulk Hogan sex tape? Because we watched it on page <laughs> seven yes. like eight years ago. Like every day yeah, yeah, for eight years. Oh, what you meant man. To say. The burping. I did start the doc. But I don't think I finished it. It's so funny because like Gawker was such an important website, and for the entire horrific downfall of Gawker at the hands of Hulk Hogan, all I could think about was that fucking you and Marcus imitating that fucking sex tape, uh, and it was like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, and then his daughter calling and him answering, and then she's bouncing <laughs> on him, and he starts burping up all the barbecue he had eaten. I've been next to someone that's eaten a bunch of barbecue and starts burping. Can you imagine having sex through that? It's so. It was like such an important political story and all I could think about was you and Marcus reenacting that sex tape for years. That story will forever be ruined by you and Marcus. So a reporter for Gawker named J.K. Trotter did some deeper investigations and after finding a very curious door with an adjacent in the adjacent whole body store Mm. which is a wellness store directly next to and also owned by Whole Foods went and got construction blueprints from the city of New York's Department of Buildings, which indicated a connection between the two (gasps) and the Chelsea Mercantile in the cellar. (gasps) So then the Gawker reporter, after releasing the article, gets an email from a previous resident at the Chelsea Mercantile. The resident said, I've lived in the Mercantile since redacted. And have it on, yes, this this is a top secret source. And have it on excellent authority. That there is indeed a way to enter Whole Foods from the basement of the building. Now, I haven't entered that way myself, but a very good source with the building tells me that it is possible. The source claims it's only possible with permission from Whole Foods and that it only happened once. Mm. Source confirms that person was Miss Holmes, says Whole Food, for whatever reason, did not want to set a precedent, so didn't continue the practice. The reporter confirmed that this person's residency at the Chelsea Mercantile was indeed a thing that happened and also confirmed the resident source to be a knowledgeable member of the building's management. I don't even need to ask you, ladies, if it's true. (laughs) 
Because it's true. This is scary. She had a secret entrance to Whole Foods. Never been done before. Only for her. It's a big top secret conspiracy. And I just you blew the, the lid off, off, of off of it. All of their breasts uh-huh. are hanging out because their tops are all gone. Freeing the nipple right. and freeing Katie Holmes all at the same time from the shackles of her lies. Case closed. <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. Oh, clunk, my clunk, God. Clunk. Now, do you think that this was... So this was after... The marriage contracted ended. Yes, right? this was yeah, the divorce pile. Divorce, divorce papers were were freshly filed. Yeah, that was the sad part where she had to keep her father on the phone with her as she made her way all the way from wherever her estate was to the Manhattan residence so that she didn't get kidnapped by Scientologists and was able to actually fully free herself from Tom Cruise. That happened right before the fucking... Whole Foods allowed a secret. Oh my god! But what entrance. if the Whole Foods was owned by a Scientologist? They created the secret entrance so that she could get through it, and then they kidnapped her, replaced her with a clone, and that's why she's never spoken out against Scientology and why she's quote unquote still alive. Maybe it happened in the tunnels underneath the Whole Foods. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Jackie: Does a mage don a cloak? Of that's of what course, happened. that's what happened. She is a clone. <laughs> what? This is like that's the thing. This is like the this Whole Foods thing is like the fifteenth most important conspiracy theory about Katie Holmes. I mm-hmm. know. I don't know why it was you on know, the list. I've been using. I, I like. I like that it is. It's an off. It's off the cuff one because we all know that she was auditioned. We all know that her child is a test tube baby. Now, as I'm even <laughs> looking up Katie Holmes. It's even saying that it's possible, like the way of Beyonce, that it's also possible that it was a fake pregnancy as well. <gasps> because we all know Tom Cruise didn't put that child inside of her science, but the child inside of her. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's just unbelievable that anyone would ever th- for a moment think that they would be able to access a Whole Foods right from their door. Wow. But... Don't we think that probably many a grocery store in Chelsea specifically have private celebrity entrances, right? Like, I feel like she can't be the only bitch who used this secret door. Only one. No. She's the only one. They didn't want to set a precedent. No. That's the part I don't believe. Because then they have to let C-list celebrities go. They have to let, like, reality stars, kids, (laughs) and stuff like that. I remember when Chrissy Teigen was talking about the the secret terminal at LAX that celebrities ah. can fly in and out of as well. It's one that's not even that you can't sense. even get to it through the actual airport. Like this is a this is a real thing that they have their own separate terminal so that they can go right from their cars and walk right to the plane. They also have a bunch of like private suites, but it's something you have to pay into. You have to pay thirty five hundred dollars for membership to the VIP terminals. It's just crazy to think about life like this where that will never be our existence. That is something that will never even possibly happen for any of us ever. There's also memberships that start at $7,500 a year as well, and that allows for four guests at no additional charge, plus free parking, car detailing, pre-flight massages, in-suite manicures, haircuts. You know what? Get rid of the rich. We're getting rid of all of them. I'm down. We're taking it back. 
And then we get the pre-flight massage. Never a better time. Unless I become rich and then don't do that. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. It can be both. All right, Mariah Everybody, Carey. everybody <laughs> deserves the, free, the pre-flight massage. You know, we don't have to give it up. We just have to re- redistribute right, it. All right, Che Guevara. Redistribute okay. the massages, Holden. <laughs> okay, Private che terminal Guevara. for everyone. A Che Guevara. <laughs> what year is it? Oh my god! I just imagine you start wearing like you buy the Che shirt from Target, and I don't mean our friend Che. I mean Big Che, and then you start going. See, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I think we're just gonna move right along, guys, because I am very excited about the rest of this list. We're gonna get even further into it because it's time for the goddamn list. What? Oh. Yeah. Who's on the list? Jackie, gotta have that list. Well, it's scarred celebrities because we're going back to this because, again, so many of these celebrities, it's very interesting stories. Like Steve Buscemi. Buscemi got the scar on his face. He's got the scar. And I've always noticed this. I always wondered. He got it while filming the movie Domestic Disturbance. Did you guys ever see that? I was obsessed with Domestic Disturbance because for a while, um, before I realized that he was just a big chump, I uh, was very sexually attracted to Vince Vaughn. And he I was bad daddy in it. And I was Uh-oh. very into that. But apparently, Buscemi... Like that lollipop, girl. Yeah, I like the lollipop. I'm just like the owl. A one, a two, a three. (laughs) But apparently one day, Steve Buscemi and Vince Vaughn and screenwriter Scott Rosenberg went out to a bar called the Firebelly Lounge. After a woman started chatting to Vaughn, a fight broke out with her boyfriend. Buscemi rushed to his friend's aid, and that's when 21-year-old Timothy Fogarty stabbed him above the eye in the jaw in the throat and in the arm. Buscemi could have died from his wounds. Luckily, he survived. The police had to use pepper spray to put an end to the brawl. So he went in to go protect Vince Vaughn, who was macking on somebody else's girl. Makes sense, you chomp. But Steve Buscemi is the winner here, except he's not. But he does look, you know what? I think he's still just as beautiful. Would you, won't you? Would you, won't you? Uh, Steve Buscemi or be- Vince Vaughn? Steve Buscemi. I wouldn't, but I've never admitted this in public because it's so embarrassing. But since you opened the door, Jackie, I also liked Vince Vaughn circa (gasps) the swinger days. Wow, we have to see, you know, confessions. Swingers is great. Swingers is great. Uh, Swingers is great. He took a a sharp downhill after that, but he was quite cute in Swingers. No, it was around the same time with the cell and Vincent D'Onofrio for me. So you know what? I stand by my D'Onofrio. I'm a forever a oh, D'Onofrio bitch. D'Onofrio is like I still I still have a thing where I think that Mark Ruffalo reminds me of Vincent D'Onofrio, which might be why I now want to bang Vincent D'Onofrio. And also continuing wanting to bang Mark Ruffalo, especially as Hulk, as sexy daddy Hulk. Definitely. In the newest one, I saw the movie. I saw the one that the kids saw. (laughs) The one with Sexy Daddy Hulk. I saw that one, so go me. You know, it's little victories in this world. With the taco, and he has the taco. Yeah, oh my God, so cute. And then he puts the glasses and a Cardi on. Oh Mm -hmm. my God, Cardi on the floor, please. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, Harrison Ford, though. 
He got this scar on his chin back in 1964 when he moved to L.A. to pursue a career in Hollywood. He was driving to his job at Bullock's department store one morning when he realized that he forgot to put his seatbelt on. While Ford was fumbling for it, he veered off the road and crashed the car into a telephone pole. The crash was so powerful that Ford slammed his chin on the steering wheel and then flew through the windshield. Whoa. No, I'm calling it right here. I'm calling it celebrity conspiracy theory. This is a this is a a fake story. I'll bet that he yes, he was drunk or he was getting a BJ or something. I was trying to put my seatbelt on and I crashed the car. He got world according to Garped. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he got a world according to Garped. Exactly. There is just no I'm sorry. That that could happen to someone. It could not happen to Harrison Ford. He definitely is lying. It is just a weird thing of like, I was trying to just put my seatbelt on and whoop, 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 whoop. Like that's. Yeah, no. We all know how to put our seatbelt on. I mean, it just, I know accidents yeah. happen, but it's, see, you're right. You're right. Conspiracy, celebrity conspiracy theory. If anyone tells me that that's how they got their scar, I will believe them. But I won't believe Harrison Ford. He was doing something bad because this is the most virtuous story. And I don't believe right, right. a virtuous story from him. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus, updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ooh, this is not, like, well, it's kind of a virtuous story, but this is... Man, terrifying. Sharon Stone. I've noticed it before again because I've stared at a couple of her pictures. Stone has a scar on her neck. And she got the scar on her neck when she was a child because she was riding on a horse and ran into a taut cord. Stone's scar is concealed in a lot of publicity photos using makeup and airbrushing. Her head was going to get cut off. She almost got got your next it. What do we do in the shadows? Just had that... Or was that from season one? Oh my God, are you watching Writing. what we do in the shadows now, Molly? <laughs> yes, it's so good. Yes, welcome to the perfect television show. It's so good. This scenario is my, I don't know why I have this particular waking nightmare of, but I, this, oh, don't tell me what happened to Sharon Stone again. This is an <laughs> unpleasant story. Ooh, this is, see, this is, this is also another one that's shrouded and I don't know if I trust it because we know that Joaquin Phoenix grew up in a cult. Joaquin Phoenix was born with a scar between his lip and nose. It's most likely a microform cleft, which is the mildest form of cleft lip, and usually appears as a scar or a small notch. The actor said in interviews, though, that he thinks it's a birthmark that was the result of an act of God, he said. While pregnant with me, my mother felt a sharp pain one day, and I was born with a mark on my lip. Which, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, they had a rough upbringing. Oh, uh. All those Phoenix kids. Who will ever know the truth? Is it Sandra Bullock? (laughs) 
she has a tiny scar near her left eye. She <laughs> reportedly had it since she was little, and she fell into a lake once and hit her head on a rock. See, again, I think she was receiving a blowjob drunk in More a car. More blowjob stories. I think but that's do you exactly think exactly how that went down? Was Prince William getting a blowjob when he apparently yes. was accidentally hit with a golf club 100%, when he was thirteen? Hundred percent, and it was a sharpened dildo in order to sort of play against the rules, as they call it in Jolly Oye. Put a little, little spiker in it. Put a little spiker in it. Is that what yeah, they always say? a little spiker, yeah. And when they sharpen the dildo and then they play hit the face. Yeah, that's a British thing. Oh, this is another one that, oh, he uh, came out and said he was a liar. Ed Sheeran. Uh-oh, Molly's favorite. <laughs> what? If Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? 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 I love you. I feel like every time I bring up Ed Sheeran, you're like fucking hate Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I like your um, unabashed hate for him, and I think I, I always think about you whenever I think about Ed Sheeran because he's. I oh, want he's him so... to ride a horse into a taut wire. And get <laughs> oh a, my god! Oh my get a wild scar. so bland. How do you hate me so bland? <laughs> That's fine. I don't really want him to ride a horse into a taut wire, but I I don't want to be accused of liking yeah, him. It's British Starbucks. <laughs> He is British Starbucks, and apparently he lied, and so he's got a cut. He's got a scar on his face, and he said that his face got cut when Princess Beatrice accidentally hit him with a ceremonial sword. Apparently, that was a lie that he and James Blunt fabricated. I guess there was a a meeting of the British Starbucks minds. <laughs> apparently, Ed Sheeran was just drunk fooling around and he cut himself mm. i just i think that is fun imagining someone drunk just like playing with a knife and you just accidentally cut yourself in the face right i'm assuming <laughs> that's what happens yeah that that actually makes him a little bit more interesting to be honest. i will say he is openly a drunk like if he ever talks about like you know i don't know getting healthy or whatever he's always like i just love me me pubs and me beers pubs and me me points. <laughs> i like me points he likes to drink a lot of beer and and let loose, so it reminds me of me. <laughs> all right, all right, Ed Sheeran. I don't want you to ride your horse into a taut wire. Oh, thank you. And well, it's the last one, what you're going to do, Joe Jonas? Joe Jonas got the scar right between his eyebrows when he ran into a wall while he was filming a YouTube video with his brothers. I think that this is fun because it just makes me think of something that unfortunately I would probably do. He said, we were filming this video for YouTube and I had this stupid idea. Guys, I can run through walls. <laughs> I was supposed to run into a wall and fall down, but I smacked right into it and was gushing blood. I was Stack. taken on a hol- helicopter to get surgery. I dig scars, though. Uh-huh. So I'm uh. glad that he digs the scar. You know what? I I never noticed it, but now well, everyone I, will. I'll tell you what. I, I can't even see it. Where is it? Oh, my God. Wait a second, actually. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Holden. Oh, no. oh I, God. Okay. I have a theory about what's going on right now. I have what a hypothesis. What is it? What's the theory? I'm going to take an educated guess right now and say, I think I'm going blind. Idols. I can't. Oh, we, we can't, can't see him. <laughs> that was a bit of a switcheroo. Yeah, I always forget sometimes to say I think I'm going. We will like, you always guys forget. say blind, and then I say items. And then, and then you, you say items. Yeah, yes, but it works. It up, it's only been a few years. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, only yeah. Been. At this point, I think we're at two years. But yes, what? It's only been since before my second child was. Born. <laughs> oh no! So it's been one year. It's been so one. Year. one yeah, I'm like wait, it can't be. All right. Who knows? <laughs> blind item number one. If you dare, you. Fuckers. Whoa. I dare. <laughs> My pubis. 
This A-list do-everything host will be exiting this daytime show once it resumes filming back in a studio. I'm sorry, say that again. I was straight up not listening to you. That's fine. I hear <laughs> you. There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> no, you know what? It, you know what it was, and I need to say this because I think you guys will appreciate it. I will ask her to make sure that it's okay that I say this. Uh, a friend of mine, the writer that I've done multiple audiobooks for. Olivia Hawker, she's amazing. She also has a very fun niece, and she to make me to cheer me up because she knows that all of you know the things that we've been doing this past week. And she sent me a picture that her niece made of Pupunzel, and she had drawn. I think her niece must be like eleven. She drew Rapunzel up in a tower with her pubes being let down out of the window for her hero. And it is, she titled it Pubepunzel. And she shared it with me. And that's what I was looking at, which Love <laughs> it. Terrific. is an amazing idea Love for, it. Uh, for a tween to come up with. I um, It really uh, puts a smile on my face. Would that all tweens have that comfortable a relationship with pubes, honestly. <laughs> right? <laughs> Anyway, please, we're blind. <laughs> this A-list do-everything host is a male host that does everything. It's one of those annoying people that hosts everything. We'll be exiting this daytime show. It's a show that happens during the day. Daytime show, day show. Once it resumes filming back in the studio, this host does everything. It's definitely not returning to a daytime show in the studio. Steve Harvey? Seacrest. Yeah, Molly! Wow! For live with Kelly and Ryan. Apparently, he's just getting spread too thin. Page Six recently reported that back in May, uh, he took an unscheduled day off with some on the production team not getting the memo until less than 30 minutes before airtime. An ABC source said it was a last-minute thing and there was a sense of panic at ABC when we were told that Ryan couldn't make it that morning. This has led to a lot of hot goss that he is spreading himself too thin and just hours earlier appeared on the American Idol finale from home where he, quote, struggled with words, seemed confused, and had a visibly droopy eye. Oh, I think no. he's just tired. Who's going to replace him? Are they just going to get a glass of tap water? Because I think that's really all they need. I think they, it says right here, they're seriously considering this guy's name's Fuckbag McGee. I think it, it's a choice. And I'm proud of their choice. He's Scottish. He does not like most people. It's going to be a yeah. bit of a foil for Kelly. You know, a fuck big he, McGee. Yeah, he's always like, oh, I don't like when people are happy. Oh, that'll be a fun like energy to bring to a morning right, show. You know? She'll be like, look at this kitten learning to swim for the first time. He'll be like, oh, I wish your dog had ate it. The last time, <laughs> the last time I watched American Idol was American Idol season Three. I was 18 years old. It was when Fantasia wow. Barino won. The year after, uh, Clay Aiken should have won, although his <laughs> politics then went down the toilet, so I'm not going to stand Molly, for Molly, I Aiken, forget but... you were a diehard Aiken head. I oh, always I was a, forget. I was, a, I was a, a Clay Aiken stan before standing was a thing. But <laughs> my point is, season three of American Idol, when I was 18 years old, Ryan Seacrest was the third year in being the host. I think maybe he was in season one. I did not watch the the year with Kelly Clarkson. But <laughs> point is, I'm currently 34. I think am I? I think I'm 34. I think. And, <laughs> uh, and that dude is still the host of American Idol. And I've lived 
10 lives since then. So I don't blame the guy for wanting to right. get out. It's been yeah. a literal lifetime. Take some yeah, that time. Guy been, <laughs> take it. Take your time. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. So get out of there. He, I, 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 I didn't write his schedule down, but it's absurd. Like he gets up at like five in the morning. He's in meetings until the show. He also has a serious show he does. He also has Idol. It's too much. It's and too no much. Reason for it. Why would you even do that? If all you all he has to do is one show, he's making so much money. Like there's no, you know, on just one of those shows, he's making oodles of money. Why do you but need you to work that hard? you can make more money. Yeah. But you yeah. can make more money. And then it's like in the end, I feel like in his brain, it's like, well, for the most part, he doesn't even have to come up with anything that he says. No. He for the most part, he just has to read it. off of a teleprompter. So I feel like he's like, well, I could just do all of this because I'm just sure. reading off a teleprompter. But you also got to sleep. There's also things you got. And you, know, you forget about hair, makeup, travel to and from. It's time. You know, all that. It's just exhausting. All right. Next up. Blind item number two. You, you fuckers. <laughs> Apparently, don't call us names. <laughs> I don't Just know. Just because you're upset doesn't mean <laughs> can't take it out on us, okay? Apparently, you fucking asshole. You, you, you fucking, fucking jerks. bastard. Yeah, bastard people. <laughs> Apparently, behind the scenes, these two camps have chosen sides, and you can't be friends with both. Which is why the donut liquor unfollowed every celebrity who is on the side of the A plus list singer. Ooh, Donut is it liquor. Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey? No, who's no? I thought you guys would get the f- first person immediately uh, based off of donut liquor. Donut what does donut liquor, liquor mean? That is a key clue. That is like an obvious clue. This person licked a donut once and got into a lot of trouble for it. They licked a donut at like a Dunkin' Donuts and they like filmed it. And it was like Yucky. really weird. Yeah, it was like weird. She like licked the donut that was like sitting on the stand, but she didn't like buy the donut. Ew, yucky, yuck. Who is? I don't know this person. She recently featured. She recently featured on a hot new song. Ariana Grande. Yes, Ariana Grande <laughs> licked the donut. I, you guys don't. I'm surprised you guys didn't talk about this when you're on the fucking show before me. She no. licked a donut. You you don't see it was this. This is like a viral thing. She like licked a donut at like a at like a. Dunkin' Donuts, like I said. Anyway, it sounds like a euphemism. It sounds like you're saying a euphemism. Yeah, it you see, like that's what it was. I thought that you were. I thought it was. Yes, I thought it was a euphemism. With everything's going on right now. I was like, is that someone who hates cops? Is that what someone that that loves mean? cops? Like, like, is it a cop thing? Is it like a butt thing? What my is brain it was in a whole other definitely area. Definitely the thing I want to do a blind item on right now is someone who loves cops. That's definitely <laughs> the one I'm going to bring in to the fucking show. This, this celebrity loves. <laughs> Cups. All right. <laughs> two opposing camps. I'll read it one more time. Apparently, behind the scenes, these two camps have chosen sides, and you can't be friends with both, which is why the donut liquor unfollowed every celebrity who is on the side <laughs> of the A plus list singer. Ariana and. Who's, yeah. Who's why do you think. Hmm. More status than her? Like bigger and better? She, the, the A plus list singer is like, if not on her level, higher. But I'd say other people would be like, she's not in the same level. Every other guy's way better. Blah, 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 and like on a Facebook page or whatever. Is it the same in the same air? Like, is it like a Selena Gomez? We've mentioned this person in the show today. Is it Taylor Swift? Yes, it's Taylor Swift because Ariana Grande's <laughs> manager is Scooter Braun. First of oh, all. Oh, that makes more sense. First, first of all, I have to bring this up. What the fuck? I wrote, first off, WTF, Ariana fans are officially dubbed Arianators. 
Like Holdenators? Whoa. She, cho- wow. she definitely she copied you. What she didn't copy that, that was a direct copy from you. And then she goes, Arianators, oh no, she doesn't. No, she, she doesn't. Stole my thing. She stole my thing. Oh, no, she doesn't. Second, on May 29th, 2020, it appeared that Ariana was no longer following Taylor Swift on Insta. Grande's manager, of course, is Scooter Braun, who is, of course, has bad blood, which I wrote intentionally. I'm going to tell us about the bad Now we got bad She has bad blood with T-Swift. Apparently, Ariana recently went on an unfollowing spree of many celebs, including members of the Kardashian family and Lana Del Rey. She did, however- Not the Kardashians. Right? She did, however, like one of Tay-Tay's recent tweets, the very dope political one that we mentioned before about our current president. Hey, so, that's There is nice. that, but yeah, beef, beef, beef. Well, that makes sense. I mean, if she she's still with Scooter Braun. It's so weird, though. It's like, I don't know from her standpoint. It's like, why would you still want to be with that guy? I mean, be obviously, I don't know, you know... All I know is what I read. Also, and it, calls, it could be contracts. I mean, you know, it's could like you've no idea. It could just be something that she can't get out of, like yeah. what Taylor Swift was involved in and then was trying to get her music back. True. Yeah, whatever, though. She licked a donut once. It's disgusting. Yeah, but Ariana Grande's been out <laughs> fighting the fight. Haven't you been seeing her in the pictures? <laughs> She liked the donut. It's she disgusting. did like the donut. Yeah, but sometimes donut how you get to know how it tastes. And, I hope and she then you don't is want riding it. on a horse one day, oh, and she's like, man. "Oh, is that some string? Is, <laughs> is that-, that a taut cord? Not a taut cord." No, nah, I'm just kidding. I a big fan of Rain on Me, and I like her stuff. I, you know, I think she she is a bit of a black widow. I'm gonna say, but yeah, I think I I, I think that it is, um, you know, I mean, at least she's taken a step back. I think she realized after everything that happens, like maybe I should just um date me for a while. Is what it seems like, and I think that's. For I the will best. say, I think I could talk about this. We could remove it later if not. I will say there was a very funny memory of talking to Kevin, uh, Kevin Barnett, Birdlinger Forever, and he literally told me him and some other people were talking to Pete Davidson. And we're like, do not date her. She destroys men. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is kind of an amazing inside bit of goss for you. You know, he was told, but I'm sure he just like, yeah, but I'm so hot. It's like, well, you know. Yeah. I do want to see the king of Staten Island, though. He's he's got that Judd Apatow thing coming out. Mm, Yeah, um, for sure. Pretty soon. That looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm interested. This Might be more interesting, though. This A-list singer, who wishes she was an actress, has several Finsta accounts. That's fake Instagram accounts. I didn't know that before. She has several Finsta accounts that always praise the singer while always trashing the permanent A-plus list one-name singer. They really do hate each other. Sharon Madonna. No, Madonna, yes. But the other singer, no. More modern. More modern. Gaga. Yes. Gaga. Did you say yeah. Gaga? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Lady Gaga, yeah, yeah. Madonna. Lady Gaga. This yep. feud yep. goes back to 2011 when Gaga released her Madonna-inspired Born This Way, which got Madonna and her fans upset because of just how similar it is to her hit Express Yourself. Madonna says it feels reductive. And when asked whether that was a good or bad thing, she said, look it up, and then took a sip from her tea. Damn, Ooh. dog. Man, Madonna has pissed off so many people over the years. 
It is, um, it, it, but used like back in the day, it was like, oh, but I love Madonna. I, I don't know. And Lady Gaga was very open about the fact that she's like, I was inspired by you. Yes, I wanted to be you, and then you were a piece of garbage. So now I'm trying to distance myself from you as far as I can. This beef w- uh, was apparently squashed by Madge in a Rolling Stone interview in 2015, saying, "I do think." She's a very talented singer and songwriter. It was just that one issue, but the beef, oh, that stinky beef, it got thrown on the grill. It got Don't like up. stinky beef is very you upsetting. Can't, you can't hide that beef. It got made into a meatloaf. I'm married to someone from the Generation X, and his whole th- he like likes Lady Gaga, but his whole thing, and I don't mean to blast him, but I feel like it's Whoa. a, he's like, isn't that just Madonna? Like, what is, <laughs> like, he, he's like, I see Lady Gaga in the shadow of Madonna. Like, Madonna did everything that Lady Gaga then tried to do. And I think that that is reductive also. But I feel like that is, that's why I know there's beef, because the Gen Xers see it. For sure, for sure, yes. It reemerged back in 2018 when Gaga was doing a press tour for A Star is Born and said, there could be 100 people in the room and 99 don't believe in you, but you just need one to believe in you. Madonna later posted a since-deleted Instagram story of a video of her in 1989 saying this, if there's 100 people in the room and 99 people say they liked it, I only remember the one person who didn't. Whoa. I mean, to be fair, that's an extremely generic sentiment. Right. But she could have taken it. Yeah. But also, that was in the movie A Star Is Born. So technically... The screenwriter of A Star Is Born took it, and Gaga said it. So I don't. I'm not putting that one on Gaga. Look, I'm not all that I'm on saying Gaga. is that Gaga uh, is that this this blind item reports that Gaga has a bunch of fake Instagram accounts that praise her and trash Madonna, which I think is I need Finstas. I want a Finsta. Both can be good, you know. We don't. I mean. Obviously, Madonna currently bad, but like we don't need to. I'm not trying to throw Madonna's work out with the bathwater. I just don't currently admire Madonna. You know, no, I'm fine with. I I don't. I I'm completely fine with Madonna personally because she just she's just. You, if you're that famous for that long, you're gonna be that out of touch. In well, my she definitely totally. just posted a video tribute to George Floyd with her adopted son dancing to a Michael Jackson song. Oh though. my god! That's, uh, <laughs> it's just like like think for a second, for a second. You are a huge part of the pop culture zeitgeist. Please think before you post things. Yeah, that's a rough one. That's a rough. Uh, one. But that's besides the point. <laughs> I'm getting angry today. I can see again, and I see my friends, and I know what's happening outside the door, and I know it's bad and sad anymore. And everything else is horrible that he sees now. (laughs) So welcome back to the sight. (laughs) The sight of a burning world, yeah. Did you miss it? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, there you go. Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And you know we did a little we did a little bit of this we did a little bit of that and it felt really good to laugh and I hope that you got some laughs out of this and I hope that everybody out there is staying safe and as much as you can and I hope that we can be good to each other again soon but for now change needs to happen and this what this is what has to happen. There you go. We love you. 
Uh, my name is Jackie Zabrowski. And you can follow my Instagram where I'm posting things that I think that people should know about at Jack That Worm. Uh, my name is Holden McNeely, and uh, you can eventually, hopefully, again, find me at some point on twitch.tv forward slash old later so. Been under a bit of a blackout myself on there because um, shenanigans have to take a bit of a backseat for at least a little minute of a second. I should be back yes. next week. Uh, and you can check me out. Uh, yeah, twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast, please. Don't worry, I'm still giving a voice to the Jenners. Um, I know they need it right now because they're certainly not finding that. their voice online. Um, but I am still reading Rebels, City of Intra, the story of Lex and Livia. And yes, it is continuing to not be very good, but I will say I'm having fun. And if you want to listen to me have sidebars and have rants in the middle of a chapter about how I feel about what's happening in the book, please, please listen. There you go. My name is Molly. Um, Solidarity forever. Black Lives Matter. I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. We love you guys so much. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.